Hi, I'm Tara Jefferson. And hey, I'm Dashika Street. And this is the Make Life Rich Podcast, where we help you master self-care to enrich your life and business. We're two entrepreneurs who learned the hard way that self-care should be the first order of business. And we're here to help you thrive whether you are new to entrepreneurship or been at it for a while. We learned the hard way, so you don't have to. Let's jump right in. Right, so we are here for another episode of Make Life Rich. This has been a crazy busy week, I think, Goodness. for me at least, I can say. I don't know about you, but for me, it's been a crazy busy week. Um, like we like to do every episode, we're going to start off with some wins of the week because we believe it's important. So they take a step back, look at the week that just passed and just kind of figure out what was, you know, what can we celebrate? What was our win? Um, I'm still thinking about mine, so I'm going to let you go first. <laughs> My win is actually kind of funny. As you know, I've been on this new, you know, dietary and mm-hmm. workout journey. Mm-hmm. And so um, my daughter recently turned 13. She Aww. just had a birthday. I know it's bittersweet. Baby. I'm so happy for her and Aww. all that. And, you know, I've been like taking care of a living, breathing human mm-hmm. for 13, 13 years. years. Like, yes, that's awesome. <laughs> but we bought treats for school. And she wanted to take donuts, and donuts are my absolute weakness. Well, that and Rice Krispie treats, but she wanted to take donuts. <laughs> and we bought two dozen Dunkin' Donuts, mm. chocolate covered with sprinkles, and that is like, yes. Yes, delicious. I resisted. Yes, I did not so have you get a credit. single donut. I get credit. You get credit, I get credit, for, credit that. for that. That's like yes. equivalent of like a third of a workout or something. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. I resisted. I feel good. I'm I'm good. We're hosting right now. Yeah. So I can't say I've resisted (laughs) anything, Um, but I will say I think my win of maybe not the week, but like the month now is that um, my travel is done for the year. So I have been really busy this year. I've had, you know, hopped on a plane. I don't know how many times and I've been speaking at all these different events, um, hosting my own events out of state. I did four, I think, out-of-state events this year. So um, just the fact that I get to be home, you know, for the holidays and to not be, you know, worrying about prepping for an event or anything like that, I get to just kind of sit and breathe and, you know, kind of other than this recording this podcast, like my work is kind of, it's calm. It's a a calm uh, time in my business. So that's my win because I am just like, I've been busy. (laughs) 2018 has been busy. And so I just, I'm really looking forward to this period where I can just breathe and brainstorm. I think we talked about that in another episode, just have Mm -hmm. that space to kind of brainstorm what I want to do next. So I'm really excited about that. It's so important. And it was an amazingly busy year for you. Mm -hmm. Um, And so just to have this time, especially now, Right around the holidays to be able to relax, yeah, hang out with your family. Do you have anybody coming in for the holidays and things like that? I do. I always do. I always have, you know, this year is going to be a little different because I'm going to have like nephews and stuff okay. come over for the first time with their girlfriends. What? So, yeah, they're not babies anymore. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, you got like little little girlfriends and I'm going to try to be nice to and, <laughs> and all of that. But I'm really, you know, <laughs> keep an eye on keep, you. Yes. Keeping an eye on them. Um, but yeah, so that'll be interesting this year for the first time to have like girlfriends come over. Like that's Definitely. that's different. Yeah. So, but it's good. I like I said, it's been a busy year for me, for you. I'm mm-hmm. sure a lot of the entrepreneurs who are listening, um, and that kind of ties right into the topic at hand of yes. mental health. 
And I feel like every episode we announce the topic and we're just like, <sighs> like we, <laughs> we have to take a minute to kind of just let the gravity of it hit us yes. because, and, and with this topic, especially because mental health is something that like, that's kind of the reason why I wanted to do this podcast was I saw so many entrepreneurs who were struggling in their mental health, maybe not so much before they <laughs> launched their businesses, mm -hmm. but definitely after. And so I thought it was really important to sit down and have this conversation because I really think that thinking about it and having that awareness really helps kind of break that stigma of like, you know, it's something that's kind of hush hush. We don't really need to talk about it. People just kind of suffer in silence. They think they're going through this alone. And so that's why we're here with this episode. Agreed. And um, in my experience, you know, entrepreneurship can be such a solo mission. Mm -hmm. You kind of already feel isolated a lot of times and you're doing this thing by yourself. You often don't feel you have anybody to go to, talk to, brainstorm, yeah. whatever the case might be. So when it comes to issues of the mind, you're even further in that hole. Like nobody understands what I'm going through. Mm -hmm. Nobody understands all these stressful inputs and all <laughs> the stuff on my plate. Yeah. So how do I release? How do I deal with this? How do I, um, you know, maintain, maintain myself and become or, or maintain this healthy and whole kind of mindset yeah. while being an entrepreneur? So definitely a topic much, much needed. Definitely. Um, as I was prepping for uh, this week's episode and I was doing a lot of research, I had gone to a a networking event earlier this year and that was the whole topic about entrepreneurs and mental health mm -hmm. and the speaker had said something about you know people who tend to lean toward creative careers or entrepreneurship like we tend to be kind of predisposed to some of these um mental um, illnesses you know like depression or anxiety mm -hmm. and we kind of we tend to gravitate toward these careers because they give us that flexibility. So it's mm -hmm. almost like twofold, right? Like we are people who are in this field of entrepreneurship and, and, you know, we're in creative fields. We may be predisposed to some of this mental um, illness that we have going on. And then also within the business itself, mm -hmm. we are, you know, kind of bombarded with these stressful things um, that can make that situation worse. And so it's that's why it's doubly important to talk about it so that we can understand where, you know, we are coming from, where we're um, where our greatest, you know, strengths lie so that we can, you know, navigate this path much more from a healthy place. Right. Because we don't want to be just kind of suffering along, like you said, in silence and thinking that, well, this is just how it is mm -hmm. and there's nothing that we can do to, to fix it or to help. Um, yeah. So tell me, like you're in the you know realm of self-care and you're talking with women all the time. A lot of those women, I'm sure, being entrepreneurs. How do you kind of approach that from your area of expertise? <laughs> I had to take a minute. Mm -hmm. um, that's a really good question. Well, I think that the antidote to everything, like that's kind of my, the way that I think about things is community, right? Mm -hmm. So if I am noticing that somebody is really struggling, um, and I don't just mean like they're having a sad day or mm -hmm. they are, you know, a little upset or anything like that. I mean, like they're really struggling and I, I know I can witness it. I can, I can spot it in different entrepreneurs because I've been there. Mm -hmm. I think most entrepreneurs have. 
Um, but I really think community is the antidote to a lot because once you are around other people, and again, it goes to that vulnerability, um, the point of vulnerability, once you're around other people and you get to see that you're not the only one, right? Mm -hmm. That this isn't necessarily um, a personal shortcoming, right? This is something that, you know, either you have a lot going on, you got a lot of stress on your plate, um, you know, it might be brain chemistry things mm -hmm. that you have to think about. Um, but it's not necessarily, you know, a personal shortcoming that, oh, if you're just stronger, you can just power through it. No, like, you know, talk to people, reach out. Um, and then that definitely helps you kind of get over that hump. That's what I always like, you know, don't isolate yourself. That's my biggest advice is don't isolate yourself because I've done that mm -hmm. and it did me just a world of hurt. Just yeah. no. Agreed. I think that just like you said, being in community, having the opportunity to see other women, other people who might be facing some of the same issues. And you learn those things organically, right? Yeah. Just people communicating about what they're going through, some of the challenges that they're facing. It starts to break down those walls mm -hmm. and allow you to reach out in that way. First step being just speaking out about it, you know, whatever it is that you're feeling. Sometimes it is asking for help. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's just getting whatever you're thinking or feeling off of your chest yeah. and being able to kind of exhale in that way. So for somebody like me, I have not, um, like right now, I don't have a therapist. And, mm -hmm. you know, prior to recently, probably prior to about the last six or eight months, I didn't really know that entrepreneurs often had a predisposition to um, mental health and mm -hmm. issues of mental health and so forth. So what are someone like me, like how might I find the opportunity to really engage with others or like what kind of groups are around? I know that you have the self-care, the self-care group. Mm -hmm. I do. Yeah. I have the self-care suite. Um, it's my free support group on mm -hmm. Facebook where we talk about everything. There are a good number of entrepreneurs in there, which I didn't even really realize until I started prepping for this podcast, how many of those women have their own business or have their own business on the side mm -hmm. while they have also have a traditional nine to five. And I think that having a space, like I'm in a couple other entrepreneur groups on mm -hmm. um, Facebook as well. One of my favorites, even though it's not necessarily a, you know, mental health space. One of my favorites is Build, Brand and Launch um, okay. with Arsha Jones, I want to say. Ar I know her first name is Arsha. Um, and so that's one of those spaces. And they're probably like maybe 20,000 women strong at wow. this point. Um, it's a really large group, but there's just a lot of information there um, that maybe isn't dealing with mental health, but it's dealing with those problems that you have in your business that are really kind of dragging, <laughs> dragging your mental health you know, through the mud because you're just kind of stuck in some of these problems. Um, and so definitely I think that, you know, community, um, a group of people is, is great. Um, and I also think maybe sometimes that one-on-one -on -one with just, Absolutely. you know, going to see that therapist, um, is something that you can definitely do, um, to kind of help you get some things off of your chest and get things out in the open. Sometimes when you speak a problem, it's, it really makes it more clear. Yeah, definitely. So I know that as you pointed out, you know, entrepreneurs are often predisposed to issues of mental health. Black women are often predisposed to issues of mental health. So perhaps this is a topic we can dive further into as well. Oh, yeah. Black and Brilliant Entrepreneur Magazine, because, you know, our goal is to help build women or 
to help um, nurture women who are growing businesses and nurturing those businesses and mm -hmm. giving them tools and resources to sustain those. But this is definitely a topic that we need to dive further in on and really bring to light. Yeah. You know, some of the things that could potentially be issues to kind of look out for, but then also some of the support systems that are in place as well. Yeah. When I was um, prepping for this episode, because I really wanted this episode to not just be, you know, obviously there's value in us just sharing our stories and sharing, you know, what um, we've been through as far as mental health. Um, but I really wanted to see, you know, what some of the research was out mm -hmm. there and to see why, like why, um, even if we're not necessarily having any mental health issues before, but what are those things that go along with entrepreneurship that can cause us to have um, those, you know, low moments, those low weeks, those low months where it's like, how do I get out of this? Yeah. Um, so there was this one Forbes article that I saw, um, just seven reasons why entrepreneurs are vulnerable to mental health challenges. And I think anybody listening to this, as soon as I read this article and I'll put the link to it in our show notes. Mm -hmm. Um, but as soon as I read this article, I was like, oh, this, this is why this, this is my life. Mm -hmm. Um, so the seven reasons are stress, day-to-day -day stress, not really kind of knowing what is going on in your business or not really sure maybe that you're making the right decisions, that mm -hmm. you are, you don't quite know. You can make forecasts, but you don't quite know um, what's ahead. Uncertainty, again, kind of going with you don't know like what 2019, what 2020 is necessarily yeah. going to look like. Things could come up that changes that. You already pointed to the next one, social is isolation. Um, I think it's, a lot of beauty in working from home, mm -hmm. but there's also, you know, I even doing this podcast, I'm like, wow, like this is the most I've talked <laughs> all week because I tend to kind of work at home in isolation. I do a lot of my work via email or via, you know, messenger or mm -hmm. whatever. Um, and so social isolation can be um, can be an issue. I found this one to be interesting. Um, pressure to be Instagram perfect. So right. Let's unpack that. Let's, That's let's, huge. Let's, 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 you know, let's stop there for a second. Um, they called it in the article impression management, which I was like, oh, mm -hmm. I like that. I like that term. But it's really that pressure to look like you have it all together at all times, at all times, because you've made this huge leap. You've decided that you were going to do your own business. You weren't going to necessarily um, maybe keep your nine to five. Maybe you, you left out on faith. And so now you have to be like, well, what do you have to show for it? And right. so that pressure to look polished, to look pulled together, to look like you're handling your business, that's real. Oh, yeah. That pressure is real for sure. So in addition to having that pressure to be perfect, you know, for the gram, um, there's also the issue of maybe you don't even have like adequate medical coverage to mm -hmm. even think about going to see a therapist or even think about, you know, oh, like maybe I could talk to a counselor or a psychiatrist or anything like that. Like that may be a huge stumbling block um, for you. Right. Um, in addition, we already talked about the predisposition to mental health challenges. And then the last thing, which I think we could take a beat and talk about the last reason that they had in the Forbes article was about the difficulty in separating your identity from your work. Um, you go ahead. You you, yeah. you you tackle that one. So this is huge. And I will say that I've definitely struggled in this area from time to time, mm -hmm. especially in entrepreneurship is definitely up and down. Right. Mm -hmm. And so in times where it's up, it's all great and you feel good and you're energized. And yes, I'm on the right path. Yeah. I'm doing the right thing. 
And then times where it's down and sometimes it's very, very low points. When you're wrapped up and kind of tied into that, you can feel just as down or just as low. It could tap into your self-confidence, mm-hmm. your self-worth, you know, whether or wondering whether you've actually made the right decisions or not. Second guessing everything you do. I've definitely been there. One thing that um, I've done in this area is I've remain conscious of it. Right. Yeah. And so I try to keep myself metered, but at the same time, especially like if I'm doing speaking engagements and things like that, before I even go into my spiel of whatever it is that I'm talking about, I give that audience a little bit of background on me, yeah. like who I am, um, what my interests are, a fun fact, things like that. Cause it helps me to remain human and centered even in that space. And it helps them to see me as a person outside of my business. Because you think about that too, especially when you're talking about being Instagram perfect, Mm -hmm. right? If I'm dealing with issues in my personal life, or if I'm dealing with challenges in my business, I want my audience to also, I don't want to be so pressured or locked into that box to where I can't allow my audience to see me as a human. Mm Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's huge. Yeah, no, I I really think, and it comes naturally to me, probably because I spent so much time. Like my first few years in entrepreneurship were, um, you know, I was a full time blogger, mm-hmm. and so in blogging, it's you know, yes, there's a lot of pressure to have like the curated Instagram feed and you know all of that, but then there's also rewards for that type of authenticity. Mm-hmm. So I learned very early on um, in my you know entrepreneurial journey. I learned that I had to figure out a way to be authentic in the things that I posted and things that I produced. Um, And I did struggle with that identity crisis, right? Mm -hmm. Because you want to be, you you love your business so much. This is your baby. um, But you have to realize that regardless of the success or failure of that business, you as a person, like you still have to be whole and you still have to be okay with who you are. And also like building in that time to figure that out, right? Because we spend so much time on the business that we don't even have hobbies anymore. We don't, we don't know what we like or what we're into because we're so busy, you know, tending to this baby who constantly needs care that we're kind of scared to step back from it. Agreed. Yeah. So I think that that is um, why we need to have more conversations about mental health so that we are not um, afraid of that stigma. And I think that it's lessening um, as the generations go on because even with my kids, you know, I tell them when I have a therapy appointment and there's no stigma because they haven't been taught to have that stigma, mm-hmm. right? They haven't been taught that, oh, mommy's, you know, cuckoo because she has to go to the head doctor. It's funny, my my son actually calls it anger management. Like he, Does he? Yeah, because he's like, you're less angry when you come back. So he thinks I go to anger management, which I mean, he's not wrong. Like, right. he's not wrong. Like I get, you know, frustrations out mm-hmm. in therapy. I learn how to deal with them. It, it kind of is. Anger management. Um, But yeah, just breaking that stigma um, is really crucial so that people who are dealing with some type of mental health challenge, they can get the help that they need without feeling that shame. Agreed. Yeah. So I think this is a good spot to take a break Mm -hmm. and then we'll be right back. Awesome. Hey listeners, it's Tara here. If you're looking for a community to help you grow and implement some of the tips we share in this podcast, I'd like to invite you to join us in the self-care suite. It's a multicultural community for women that gives you daily prompts and tips on living with less stress and more joy. There's power in numbers and keeping self-care top of mind is easier with the whole squad behind you. Click the link in the show notes to join us in this free group and get ready to level up. 
Hey, it's Dashika. If you're looking for a more in-depth conversation on how you can grow your business, tips on increasing your bottom line, and inspiration through the success stories of other Black women in business, Black and Brilliant Entrepreneur Magazine is for you. It's the online mag for Black women looking to take their businesses to new heights. Click the link in the show notes, hit subscribe, and join our community of women just like you. And now we're back. Welcome back. Yeah, welcome back. And we're going to dive right back into our discussion on mental health. I think it's been a really good discussion so far. Definitely. I'm really feeling this. Um, So we were talking about, you know, what my son calls anger management, otherwise known as therapy. (laughs) Um, And... I have really found it beneficial to me. It's funny, I just kind of thought I was going to therapy to talk about things going on in my personal life. And I got a new therapist earlier this year and she would ask me questions about work and things like that. And I was like, why are we talking about work? Like, I'm here to talk about me and my feelings. And I didn't quite realize like she is there to help me with my whole life, which includes work. So I think sometimes people are like, well, I have, you know, business is stressing me out, but who I can't talk to a therapist about that. Yes, you can. Like, that's what they're there for. They're they're there to help you navigate through those thorny, those trickier parts of life so that you can go ahead and, you know, thrive once you leave their office. Definitely. So. How, so for someone like me who has, I don't currently have a therapist, but I probably need one (laughs) um, because I definitely, you know, in all seriousness, I do notice myself when my stress levels are high, Mm -hmm. I'm crowded over a computer. I'm snapping at everybody. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't want to do the movies with the family. I don't want to do other things. Um, Sometimes my hair is a wreck because I'm trying to get this project out, especially, you know, if I'm working from home and things like that. So how do I, like, what are some of the indicators Mm -hmm. that would tell me that maybe you should go see a therapist? And then for someone who maybe doesn't have, you know, one of the um, identifiers or one of the limitations was medical coverage and things like that. Oftentimes in entrepreneurship, that's a real issue. What kind of um, support is out there for someone like that as well? Yeah, so I think that um, I... Asked, I did an interview with a therapist a few years ago and I asked her that question. I said, well, how do you know when you should go to therapy? Mm-hmm. Like, how do you know when that's a good next step for you? And she said, honestly, if you're thinking about it, like if that thought crosses your mind, maybe I should talk to somebody. If that mm-hmm. thought crosses your mind, then maybe therapy is something that you should look into. And she also told me something that I think really helped me was that you don't have to wait until you're in crisis to go to therapy or you don't have to wait till you're in crisis to pick up the phone and make that call. If you do have the resources, the the medical insurance to be able to pay for that, then, you know, go ahead and, you know, make that call and and do what you have to do to set up the appointment. Um, But there's also other ways that you can um, get medical help. So if you don't necessarily have the funds for, or you don't have the medical insurance that will cover um, a therapy session. I know there are a lot of like local licensed counselors, um, you know, like Lisa McCraney that we both know. Um, She works here in Northeast Ohio and she works with people who don't have insurance or maybe they have insurance, but it's not like the good, you know, Mm -hmm. that covers everything. You're still coming out of pocket a lot. Um, But working with different local therapists like that who will either you know put you on a payment plan? They will do um, a sliding scale for yeah. for you if you need that because they know a lot of times, especially in the early years, you're not making that much. So an income based um, clinician will help you 
And then also there's apps and things like Talkspace um, mm-hmm. where you go and you have somebody that you can call or text and reach out to um, depending on you know what your financial situation is. And so I just think that it's really important to, I, I really wish in this country it was easier to access mental health services. Um, I really do. Like there's no like really one size fits all solution mm-hmm. to this. But just knowing that if you need the help, you know, do your best to try to find it. You don't have to suffer alone. Awesome. So I've been admiring you in that space for a long time, you know, in many realms, but definitely, you know, we've had discussions and you've told me how you'll take a mental health day. Mm -hmm. You'll even allow your children to take a (laughs) mental health day from school Mm -hmm. because that's so important to you. Mm -hmm. So tell me like um, what that looks like and how often entrepreneurs or how entrepreneurs can even fit that into their schedule and how um, how to make that a part of your daily living or what you do for yourself, a part of your self-care practice so that, you know, you're not having these big giant meltdowns or, or really, really high stress periods. Yeah. Mental health days are something that my mom actually taught me. So when I was younger, we would get like one to two days um, a semester where we could just go to her and say, I'm stressed. <laughs> like I, you know, it couldn't be like a test day or something like that. But if it was just a regular old Tuesday mm-hmm. and we came to her and said, you know, I'm really overwhelmed with what's going on in school. I have a lot on my plate, um, especially like when we got to high school, middle school, mm-hmm. high school, that age period. Um, she would, you know, take that seriously and we would stay home. And it wasn't a big deal. It wasn't like, well, what's really going on? You know, she didn't make us try to prove how stressed we were. Right. She just kind of accepted it and moved on. And so now as I, you know, moving through adulthood and now I have children, I still have that mindset of, you know, we take time off or we're supposed to take time off when we're sick and, you know, don't feel well. But that mental health um, is important as well. Like mental health is health. Like it's Mm -hmm. not a separate thing. Your brain has to function um, in order for you to thrive. You can't continually stress yourself and expect to be running, you know, at optimum levels. So um, mental health days are extremely important and they're easy to do (laughs) like I can't say you know how often you may need them or um, you know how you may need to structure yours but for me it's as simple as looking at my schedule either the past few weeks or the upcoming few weeks and thinking about okay if I have meetings back to back all day today if I'm going to be recording podcast episodes all Mm -hmm. day tomorrow if I'm going to have a busy day chaperoning my kids field trip then maybe Thursday Right. I maybe I need to take that morning off just to mm-hmm. kind of recalibrate and catch my breath a little bit. Um, so it's really about, you know, taking a look at your calendar, look at all the things that you the hours that you've already put in and then taking a step back and saying, OK, I, I need a break and giving yourself a break before you're in that burnout zone. Because I think sometimes that's the problem is that you wait a little bit too long mm-hmm. and a little half day is not going to cut it at that point. Like you're going to need more time to recover. So it's better to do it early and often mm-hmm. than too late. And you're just, uh, just struggling. Yeah. Yeah. So I like what you said, basically giving yourself permission to have that space to prioritize your mental health, projecting, looking into that calendar. Like for me, 
my calendar stays full mm -hmm. and you know i'm always in there seeing what's going on where i have to be what time i have to be there what kids stuff i have to do so i'm able to go in and look at it and see what my week is going to be like or even my next couple of weeks yeah and assign myself some mm -hmm. time to myself whether it's to breathe or to read and enjoy some tea or to go out and enjoy a park or whatever it might yeah. be that's going to help center and refocus me i think that's really really key to kind of remain keeping that balance keeping that balance yeah and not um worsening any type of mental health challenges that you have going on so i think that one of the um biggest tips you know takeaways for this episode is really about not going through this alone right not feeling like you have to necessarily suffer in silence you have to figure it out on your own you have to problem solve by yourself but really being vulnerable enough, being open enough so you can let people in and let people help you, whether that's, you know, just some other you know friends who are also entrepreneurs, whether it's friends who aren't even in you know this space, who maybe they don't understand some of the entrepreneurial things, but maybe that's OK. Like maybe you need some of that perspective um, and then maybe it might be even a therapist or a counselor or somebody like that who can kind of listen to you, listen to what you're going through, give you some suggestions and tips on how you can you know kind of get out of this kind of dark period. Agreed. Um, I think that those are definitely, you know, notes that I'm certainly going to take with me, especially mm -hmm. as I notice my triggers and notice my stress levels rise and kind of decline and things like that. Yeah. A, paying attention to it, being aware and kind of figuring out what my triggers even are mm -hmm. and um, being able to identify those. And like you said, getting some entrepreneurial friends um, and talking with them, which I'm pretty good at talking in that space, but really talking about some of the things that I'm going through uh, mentally or, you know, where my stress levels are as related to my business. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Well, I think this is a great place to end this episode. I hope that everybody listening to this, hope that you we're able to take something away from this. If you are um, dealing with any stressors or anything like that in your life that you feel like it's too heavy for you to carry by yourself, we're going to have some resources in the show notes to help you out. Feel free to reach out, use them. You don't have to go through this alone. So we'll wrap up this week's episode and we will talk to you all next week. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Make Life Rich podcast recorded live at Really Goody Studios in the old number three firehouse. Follow online and on Instagram for behind the scenes content. Until next time, make life rich.